0: David was a man after God's own heart, and he reigned over the people of God, ordained by God to be king. But at the end of his life, who would take his place? God ordained that Solomon would take the place of David. Adonijah wanted to be king, and he tried by trickery to become king. But it was the will of God that Solomon take the place of his father David and reign over the people of God. And while David was still living, he anointed Solomon. As his successor, first Kings Chapter One, if you wish to do so, you can read that for yourself, seeing the way it came to be that Solomon ascended to the throne of David We're going to pick up now with Solomon. he was the wisest of all. Men. They came from all over to see and hear his wisdom that God had given him. After he became king, we read in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 4. And the king Solomon went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. Verse 5 In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give, therefore, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, So there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. Verse 15, And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Solomon knew he could not rule without being given wisdom from God. He knew he couldn't live without that. So that was what he asked for, and it pleased God. Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs. The many, many Proverbs, which are wisdom from God, are given us by Solomon from God. As a new Christian in 1975, I came across this and I said, Oh, I want wisdom from God. Wisdom has to come from God, not of myself. And I prayed that God would give me wisdom to do what He wanted. Me to do. And on the Bible, on every book of my Bible, I wrote these words on every chapter of the Bible that I was using at that time Remember to pray for wisdom. I didn't want to forget, for I knew it was God who gives us wisdom to understand the scriptures. Wisdom is more precious than silver or gold or riches or anything else you can desire. And wisdom comes from God. And we have a promise that if we will ask God for wisdom, he will give it to us. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. At the time I was born again in 1975, I had no idea I was called to be a minister. And I was born again by God speaking to me at night while I was in my bedroom, and God said, Joan, you know. Those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes, those were sins. Uh, sins, I guess. I had no idea. I thought I was a Christian, but even though I'd gone forward and been baptized at a church, I wasn't changed. I was not a Christian. I had not been given the Spirit of God. But at that moment, I was changed when God spoke to me. A few nights after God spoke to me, I was asleep in the night, and I was transported into heaven. I saw no physical images. It was strictly a spiritual experience. But this is what happened. I was with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. And I was at that time merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. A few nights later, the exact same thing happened to me a second time. Exactly the same. I was made one with the Word of God. Scripture just is everything to me. But it was all done because God had chosen me to exhort the church in these last days before the coming of Jesus. And what we are going to do now has to do with alerting us through God to the great need For his wisdom in the last days. For you're going to see things if you're on this earth. If God leaves you on this earth, you are going to see things never seen before. And you are going to need to know what to do. And you are going to have to have the wisdom from God who knows the future to know what to do so this next month we're going to focus on the subject of wisdom obtaining wisdom from God of walking in wisdom that's laid before us by King Solomon through Proverbs we start today with Proverbs 1 The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge, and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. What is the fear of the Lord? It is being so strongly convinced by God that you must go in His way. To go in any other way would bring destruction upon yourself and would be extremely foolish. The fear of the Lord means that you have a In awe of the word of God, and you know, the word of God is to be fulfilled by you in your lifetime. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. After I was born again, I saw a scripture in Psalm one hundred and. 11, verse 10, it struck me so strongly. I kept it before me day and night for months, and I shared it with other people. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Doing what God says is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. I thought on this word and tried to conform my life to this word. The fear of the Lord. I've already been taken into heaven twice, merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the word of God. So I had a strong foundation to do the word of God. The fear of the Lord. Knowing that if you go against the word of God, you bring damnation to yourself. You read the scripture and you're going the wrong way and you stop going that way. You stop doing that thing. You call on God, help me. Turn me. You turn and you continue on the path of God. The woman who was taken in adultery in John 8, brought before Jesus, he said to her, go and sin no more. You can't keep doing this sin. So the fear of the Lord is the thing that overrides everything and it causes us to say, I must not do this. It's the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do His commandments. Some people want the praise of man more than they want the praise of God. So, this verse tells us God's praise endureth forever. Man might praise you for a season on this earth, but if you seek his praise, you're going the wrong way. God's praise endureth forever. This is the scripture that started me out. At church, I went to the singles class, and the teacher of the singles class was a man that we admired very much in many ways. But he had an extremely high IQ. I believe he said it was 174. And as I spoke with him from week to week, and I shared this scripture often with him, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The wisdom is not your IQ. I wasn't, didn't know I was saying that, but I think he was a little offended by this scripture because he had this high IQ. He didn't need that information, but I think he was a little offended. He never really said that, but I sensed it. But it turned out that man was going to bars during the week, picking up women, having sex. So what God was saying to him through me was it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. Your wisdom does not come with your IQ. Wisdom comes from obeying God and taking the word of God Not committing adultery, not committing fornication. Avoid it. Avoid it. Flee from it. Flee from fornication. That's the wisdom of God. Don't go there. Don't go into the path of the evil. Flee from the evil. The wisdom from God comes from this fear of the Lord, fear of the scriptures. If I do this thing against the scriptures, I bring upon myself the wrath of God. The fear of the Lord, the word of God, is the beginning of wisdom. That's where it all starts. God knows the best way to go. And if I go that way, doing those things, I bring the blessings of God upon myself. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. To fear God and choose His way is safety, prosperity, and health. True wisdom is to choose God, the scriptures, and to do what the scriptures show you to do. And to continue doing it, even when it causes you to suffer loss among human beings. No good comes from traveling with evil doers. Therefore, in Proverbs 1, verses 10 through 16, we read the following instructions. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us and let us have one purse. Verse 15. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. So just don't go among them. Avoid them. Pass not by them, turn away. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we read the same instruction. Start at verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth With an infidel. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean, and I will receive you, and will be with thee a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now you would even have to have wisdom to know how to come out from among them, wouldn't you? Well, if you lack wisdom, ask God. Who giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. James chapter 1, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 1, start at verse 23. God says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. But to the unruly, God says, Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as a desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Then shall they seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel, they despised all my Reproof, says God. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me, says God, shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. There's so much wisdom in this scripture, but you have to do it. And you have to have wisdom from God to even know how to do it. But he will give you wisdom if you ask him. So begin to ask God for wisdom. Begin to take these scriptures and the ones that you are failing, turn to God with that scripture and ask him to help you to do that instruction and have faith that he will help you. This concludes message one on the subject of wisdom. Tomorrow we will continue with the subject Wisdom from God and Obtaining Wisdom from God. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.